Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is June 12th. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block and we're going to continue in Luke chapter 22. Yesterday we talked about how the Lord says to Peter, when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. We talked yesterday about how that must have been a little bit of a blow to Peter because look at what he says next. Verse 33 says, And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee, both into prison and to death. And so Peter is saying, if that's not converted, I don't know what is. I am ready to go with you wherever you go, whether it's prison or death, I am going to walk alongside of you. Now, what's said next is really, really fascinating. And honestly, there are two different ways to read this. The next verse is the verse where the Savior tells Peter, The cock shall not crow this day before thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. Now, it's interesting. I remember being a seminary teacher teaching this and teaching it two different ways. Honestly, there are two different ways that this can be read. And so I want to kind of share both those ways with you and what we can learn from both of those ways. Now, obviously, we don't know what way this was intended. We don't know what way this counsel was given. But I think it's interesting to consider both ways and consider the lessons that we can learn from both ways that this verse might have been stated. The first way is the way that most people interpret it, that the Savior was prophesying that Peter would deny Christ three times before the rooster would crow. I think that's the way most people see this verse and read this verse. And I think that that makes sense and that's fine. Peter up until this point had been a clear defender of Jesus Christ. He had been with him. He had been his advocate. He had been his defender. And so that makes this prophecy a little bit harder to understand is why all of a sudden would Peter struggle so much? Why would he all of a sudden deny Christ when he had been his supporter and his defender all along? President Hinckley once described it this way, and I love how he says it because I think if we look at it the way President Hinckley describes here, we can all see ourselves in this type of Peter, the type of Peter who is so adamant and so urgent about the church and about his belief and about the Lord, but struggled when push came to shove. And so I love this quote by President Hinckley. Listen to how he says it. My heart goes out to Peter. So many of us are much like him. We pledge our loyalty. We affirm our determination to be of good courage. We declare, sometimes even publicly, that come what may, we will do the right thing, that we will stand for the right cause, that we will be true to ourselves and to others. Then the pressures begin to build. Sometimes these are social pressures. Sometimes they are personal appetites. Sometimes they are false ambitions. There is a weakening of the will. There is a softening of the discipline. There is capitulation. And then there is remorse, followed by self-accusation and bitter tears of regret. Now, if there be those throughout the church who by word or act have denied the faith, I pray that you may draw comfort and resolution from the example of Peter, who, though he had walked daily with Jesus, in an hour of extremity, momentarily denied the Lord and also the testimony which he carried in his own heart. But he rose above this and became a mighty defender and powerful advocate. So, too, there is a way for any person to turn about and add his or her strength and faith to the strength and faith of others 
in building the kingdom of God. I absolutely love this because President Hinckley helps us see that we all have moments where we struggle. We all have moments when we are less than what we hoped we would be. And I love the example of Peter, that we can come back from those moments, that we can pick ourselves up and dust ourselves off and return again our faith and our hope and our testimonies to Christ. So I love that. And I think that that explanation that Peter just struggled in a moment and he just had a moment of weakness. I think that's a perfectly logical explanation and I think it's an acceptable explanation. But there's also another explanation that I really, really like and I think that it's important that we discuss and learn from. What's interesting is the actual Greek translation here of this verse. This verse says, The cock shall not crow on this day before thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. Now, if you are familiar with foreign languages, or if you know or have learned a foreign language, you'll know that oftentimes in foreign languages, you have to conjugate verbs, meaning you have to make the verb match the tense that you're trying to speak in. So here in English, by saying, thou shalt thrice deny me, that thou shalt is making this a future tense. That's how this is being conjugated. However, it's really important to recognize or to learn that in Greek, that future tense, this idea of thou shalt do something, saying this will be done in the future, is conjugated the exact same way as the command form in Greek. So if you're speaking to someone in second person and saying, you will do this, you would conjugate that the same way as you would conjugate, you will do this. You see how we even do that sometimes a little bit in English, saying you will do this and you will do this. One is saying it's a future event. The other is commanding that it should be done. So because this comes from Greek, we don't know how this was originally spoken. We don't know if the Savior was saying, thou shalt deny me three times, saying this is going to happen in the future, or if he's saying, thou shalt deny me, saying it as a command. So why might the Savior command Peter to deny him three times? Well, think about it. At this point, Peter had basically been anointed to take over the church after Christ's death. He has been set up to be the senior apostle and to move the church forward from here on out. Had Peter not denied Christ, maybe he would have died right next to him on the cross and then would have been unable to assist the apostles in moving the church of Jesus Christ forward. Elder Holland spoke a little bit about this or hinted towards it in his talk, None Were With Him. He said, later, after Jesus' arrest and appearance at the trial, Peter, accused of knowing Jesus and being one of his confidants, denies that accusation, not once, but three times. We don't know all that was going on here, nor do we know of protective counsel, which the Savior may have given to his apostles privately. But we do know that Jesus was aware that even these precious ones would not stand with him at the end, and he had warned Peter accordingly. Now, later on in this chapter, we see this happen, that people accuse Peter of knowing Christ three different times, and Peter denies it each time. And then in verse 62, it says, and Peter went out and wept bitterly. Even that verse could go either way. Did he weep bitterly because he couldn't believe what he had done, and he was so ashamed that the prophecy of Jesus Christ was true and that he had denied Christ? Or did he weep bitterly because he wanted to stand with Christ? 
because he wanted to go with him to prison and go with him to death? Did he weep bitterly because he had been asked to do something that he didn't necessarily want to do? My friends, in our lives, sometimes the Spirit will ask us to do things that we don't necessarily want to do. They may be things that are comfortable for us or maybe even seem to go against our nature. Maybe we're shy and the Spirit invites us to testify or to do hard things. My friends, if that were the case, if the Savior were commanding Peter to deny him three times and not just prophesying it, but commanding it, the lesson that we can learn from Peter about putting aside our personal wants and desires in order to follow Christ and obey him is a beautiful lesson in obedience, a beautiful lesson in trusting the Lord and allowing his will to supersede our own will. Like I said, I don't know which way this story goes. I wasn't there. I don't know what the Savior was thinking. But either way, we see beautiful, beautiful principles that we can apply into our own lives. Either we see the principle of redemption and the principle of getting up and trying again, even when we fall short, seeing that the Lord can still do amazing things with us, even when we have made mistakes, or the principle of being able to put aside our own wants, our own wills, our own desires, trusting in the Lord enough to trust the things and the commands that he has given us. Both principles are beautiful principles, and whichever way this was intended, there is so much we can learn from Peter here. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.